0: Alright, what is up crew? Time for another quick, probably go for about 30 minutes today maybe, uh, CloverTac podcast. Going to cover something fairly important before I went to the 2021 Shooting Sports Showcase last Monday, I guess it was. Uh, I had put out some feelers out there and asked folks to you know, submit questions for the different companies, that sort of thing. And uh, thank you, by the way, to everybody who threw questions out there. I've got those up on the screen for those in audio replay. Well, uh, I'll read them off and that way it won't be that important to have to look at them. But we're going to kind of go through these and kind of give my answers before we get started heavily with all that. And to give anybody that wants to participate live, which is always recommended, uh, the time to get into the stream here. Matter of record, it is March 17th, 2021 St. Patrick's day. So, uh, very uh have a very happy hopefully you're having a very happy saint patrick's day out there and um yeah we've got a few people jumping in now to the uh to the live stream and remember you're in replay comments are always below and you can uh yeah you can participate that way now i need to caveat this uh these questions a, a couple of different ways um First, I did, not, I did not ask these questions on camera, and there's a reason that I did that, is you're more likely to get some answers, because a lot of these representatives and whatnot in these booths, they may not know exactly for sure what's going on, uh, they may not know all of the nuances we're dealing with some large companies in a lot of cases. And I don't want to put them on the spot, get them in trouble with, uh, you know, their bosses or anything else for potentially giving out inaccurate information. Uh, so all of the conversations that was had with these questions, I mean, I did ask every one of these, um, is off the record, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, so yeah, I just want to caveat everything by saying that. Um, I think that's I think that's important. So as we're moving along here, what um, we can do is i will gladly i guess once we get through the list uh, we can scroll down here and see there's there's quite a few questions you guys knocked it out of the park with this um but as we're going through here i've got them organized by uh each company and some of them there was multiple questions for each company um once we get through these then i can answer i'll try to answer anyway general questions about the event if you've got questions about uh products there companies there the event itself. Uh, my plan is a lot of different videos have dropped uh, from the 2021 Shooting Sports Showcase. Those that are channel members and are Patreon patrons uh, have access to almost all of them at this point, And they will release publicly over the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think I've got one more as far as uh, in a booth or in a bay to do. And that is High Point to do the video on that. And then I'm going to do an overview of the actual range, the CMP Talladega Marksmanship Park, and talk about that range and kind of how it's laid out and and those sorts of things, right? Um, PNW Woods out there, by the way, this is why uh, hanging out in the lab when we record these is cool because you can be a part of the conversation. So you're more likely to get an honest answer with that video. Well, it's not, yeah, I think so. And I think it's not necessarily that it's an honest answer, but you're more likely to get an answer period because um like i said some of these employees the way they understand things the way they've heard them they think that things are going on may be different than you know the the media let's say employee may be different than if you were talking to an engineer or if you're talking to the actual ceo or the cfo of the company or something like that could be a totally different answer and so they don't want to get in trouble for giving a wrong answer out to media. And I get that. And I get that. So, But most of this is for fun. It really makes no difference one way or another what the, what the answers are. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I should be surprised with the answers now. Uh, since we're talking about and doing and recording here the CloverTech podcast, just a quick point of order, Walt Anderson. Uh, we'll do a uh, podcast with him uh, Friday. And then next week, I think on Wednesday, we've got Diana Moore. So uh, be paying attention to the, the Clover Tech podcast if you like to jump in live and participate, or if you want to jump in live and participate in, in those particular podcasts, they are out there. So, yeah, let's jump into this. I want to scroll down because we had a question that applied to actually several, and I tried to omit last names and stuff out of here, but I did put down where the questions come from because. Uh, so folks like to know and, and it runs the gamut. Uh, a lot of questions from YouTube, Patreon, uh, Facebook and I think maybe there was an Instagram question in here but I wanna, I want to touch on one question here first. Um, and it was from Jordan on Facebook. Uh, he says, do you see or he asked do you see civilian market going the way of compacts like the 365 uh, 43 or blah 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 or some other direction? Right. And I kind of paraphrase the question here, by the way. Uh, and I actually asked this of three different companies. Uh, he said 365 and I think he said the 43 in his original question. And so I actually asked this to Sig Glock and Taurus is, do you see the civilian market going the way of the, the compact stuff? Um, all three of them, the consensus and the answers I got were right now, that's the trend. Uh, The trend is to stick with the compact, subcompact stuff and, and all of them told me this, and go optic. That compact, subcompact, and optic was the trend that was going on right now for the future. So, uh, and Taurus may or may not have something coming, uh, coming out soon. I haven't been privy to what that is, but there are rumblings that uh, Taurus is going to release something. we know that we already know that Ruger, for example, uh, has already uh, dropped something that, that max nine. And then what is it? The shield plus from Smith and Wesson uh, they've dropped. So uh, getting back from the event, then seeing those things, you know, those dominoes, whatever fall. uh, Yeah, I think, I think those three companies anyway, Siglock, Taurus, and the answers they gave me to this question, uh, they certainly have their their pulse on the, uh, on the community. So uh, thanks, Jordan, for that question over on Facebook. Uh, now I'm going to go back to the top of the list and come down. Um, and we've got a question for Century Arms. It was thrown out there on Patreon by Andrew. Does any plans for more VZ fifty eight offerings in the future? And this was an interesting conversation with the guys at the at the Century Canic booth. Um, they said if you could find them a warehouse basement in uh, uh, bunker in uh, what is it uh, Eastern Europe uh you know or fallen soviet states or whatever it might be uh that's got crates of uh, parts and things that they're all for it but they said that their builds typically happen in the bz 58s uh typically happen on parts kits and that there simply has not been availability um they run across across surplus in other countries that stuff is decommissioned whatever however you want to call it sliced and diced right uh then they're able to buy that as parts bring it into the country and then build it uh build it as, as u.s manufactured and yeah parts kits is their issue there's like there's no nobody has found that honey pot that uh, treasure trove uh crate upon crate upon crate of uh, uh firearms right that they uh, in some of those uh communist bloc countries and stuff like that that they can then get the parts and, and get them into the country. So that was uh that was the answer to that and makes sense and uh it was it was kinda interesting. Uh but yeah they said hey if you uh want to travel to those countries and poke around and snoop and see if you can find anything, uh they're all uh, they're all for it. Now we've got one from uh, from High Point uh, and or one for High Point anyway, and it's David from over on the YouTube side. He says, ask High Point, uh, where the heck is the Yeet Cannon? Uh, They get this all the time. Uh, Many of these questions are questions that these companies get all the time, right? And so uh, I did ask this, and there are some issues. They're working through uh, a few issues that it just can't come to market with a few of the issues that they're dealing with. And I don't remember off the top of my head exactly what issues they were they were talking about, but it seems to me, uh, again, all of this is is off the record. But it seems to me that they were talking about there was some there was some magazine issues. Um, there was just something that was not quite right going on with the magazines. I think is what they uh, is what they were saying. Now we've got Mr. F and H over on YouTube had this question from Mattis. He said, he, uh, I ordered the Mattis Blackbeard with Green Laser a month ago from Mattis website. When will they be shipping out the new models? Uh, and this was one again, I was talking to people that had nothing to do with that uh, that side of things. They did confirm that they were super behind, as I'm sure everybody can uh, uh, can envision, right, with ammo shortages and everything else going on obviously a lot of people are doing dry fire training uh and so you know the market on that is is skinny so they're getting hammered pretty heavily and they're behind and they were saying that that hopefully uh into march 1st of april they could kind of have things they they can kind of be caught up that was sort of the answer that i that i got on that um then we got james from over on youtube uh with the savage and i've got a couple of questions that that are like this and i don't like it when you guys out there give me questions for companies like why is this so expensive it's like oh my god have you never run a business do you not understand the cost of manufacturing and materials and all these other things um it gets aggravating sometimes but uh but i asked it um I apologize before I did, but I asked it. And uh, by the way, uh, he was talking about the new straight pull rifle. He says uh, he'd like to see, get hands on the new Savage straight pull rifle and see why they're uh, so much more expensive than anything else. Um, Well, first of all, compared to some of the other really nice product offerings from Savage, they're really not that much more expensive. Um, And if you watch the video drop on the Savage straight pull. Uh, good lord, it's it's pretty bad to the bone. Uh, as far as I mean, it delivers on sub-MO out of the box for sure. Um, but here's the thing with with straight pull. Did ask this, and this was sort of the answer I got, uh, and it makes sense. Is the tech, the machining, the way it has to be done for straight pull is a more expensive process. Uh, it's much cheaper to manufacture. A traditional bolt action it has to do with the way that the bolt locks up uh, and all that kind of stuff uh, a little bit more tedious uh, in the machining process and stuff like that so uh, that makes a little bit of a difference and then the other thing is if assuming that assuming that they can get Cause two reasons, there's two reasons I did ask Savage. I said, well, this, this was not on the list of questions. This is something I asked them. I said, what possessed you? What, what is going on in Savage's mind to even attempt and build a straight pull rifle? What's going on? And they said, well, two things. Number one is with the way political landscape is happening and, and semi-automatic stuff gets demonized and potential, uh, laws and infringements in, not only potential at the federal level, but also at the state level. Some states already have that in play, right? They said, uh, you know, we wanted to come up with something that was a little faster than a traditional bolt-action rifle, a little faster as far as working the action. And straight pull have been popular in Europe for a long time, and they said, hey, that we thought about that. We thought about, hey, what about a straight pull? If we can get it lined out to where it shoots accurately enough and all this other kind of stuff. And I think they I think they nailed on the they hit the nail on the head with that, but um, they said if we can do that, then that, that opens up a market in Europe because uh, that design is all over the rest of the world, uh, straight pull stuff. It's not uncommon, uh, and so you know one of the things that I envision anyway with price point on that Savage Impulse is if they get some contracts and get some traction overseas. Well, that they're able to sell a little more product that way uh, and move more stuff. And that's that's when you really see R&D and getting things, getting stuff to the market typically makes that price a little more expensive once it comes to the market. But after it comes to the market and they see that they can make the same amount of money or more money in a little more quantity or whatever it might be. Right. Their profit margins. Then. um, that could potentially you could potentially see a little bit of a price drop. I agree, the MSRP on that impulse. Why I don't. Why I don't think it's unreasonable for what it is. Uh, for a lot of people out there, is absolutely uh, unobtainable. Uh, you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars, something in that range is, is MSRP, and a lot of people just can't afford it. Of course, I, a lot of people can't afford a Korth revolver either. That doesn't mean that they're not awesome and well worth the money, right? So, move on to uh, Bagara here, and we've got two questions. Uh, first one comes from Blaise Box on YouTube. He says, are they planning on expanding the variety of calibers uh, they offer their HMR and HMR Pro rifles in? Um, I got a very vague, uh, I got very vague answers with Bagara on both of these questions, by the way. Uh, so, I'm not going to be able to elaborate a whole lot. <laughs> I wasn't able. By the way, to their to their defense, with Bergara, their booth pretty much stayed covered up the entire day, and I attribute it to it being Palma and a media event. Most of these media people are writers, magazine people, big time hunters, fuds, if you will. Uh, which you know, I classify myself as classify myself as king fud. So that's said with a certain amount of reverence and respect when I do that. But it's it's no. So it's no surprise, Bergara, <laughs> stay covered up. Um, but anyway, uh, basically got a yes, looking into it type answer on that question for or Blaze Box. So one of them, uh, stay tuned, right? Uh, and then Alaskan Ballistics over on YouTube, uh, OAB, uh, he says, when is Bergara going to come out with, with a lightweight hunting rifle? A uh, little more elaboration on that. They said they do get... Uh, uh, not complaints, but they do get that question on weight and stuff uh, and they said they're always looking at ways that without compromising the quality the accuracy and other things, uh, they're always looking at ways to shed weight whether that is you know fluting and, and taking metal off of uh, receivers and barrels to stock design to, to whatever so uh, again another standby type thing they' they're playing with some ideas. So uh, next, we've got uh, Brian over on Facebook, and uh, I think he's out there in the chat, as a matter of fact. Uh, I won't won't say who that is in case he don't want to give his name, but uh, we've got uh, Rossi. um, And Brian on Facebook, he asked, and I had a great conversation. I've got a pretty good relationship with uh, Heritage Holdings, which is uh, Rossi, Rossi, Taurus, and Heritage. Uh, Is Taurus Holdings. Anyway, uh, stayed in that booth for for quite some time. I think that video dropped yesterday from that booth. Um, So had a a long conversation about a lot of things with them. Uh, But anyway, uh, for Rossi, Brian wanted to ask, uh, are they coming back into the 38 Special Revolver game? Um, Short answer to that is no. Uh, But I did kind of follow up and, and press them on a little bit, and they're like, you know, we get that question a lot, you know, uh, but having the already having the Taurus line um, and also having some big board stuff with heritage. They're like, we just don't know if it's worthwhile for the machine and the tooling to to try to bring that in. Uh, the Rossi stuff really is kind of filling a gap there uh, when you talk about their their lever actions, when you talk about the uh the 22 pumps and uh the uh, combo shotgun single shot combo things that's stuff that really heritage doesn't do really Taurus doesn't do and so it kind of fills that gap so to have two companies under that umbrella three companies that are doing the same thing with um with revolvers that's kind of the answer I got it's like no we don't really but you know i got the sense they think about it because they get so much uh they get they get that question pretty often that's how it seemed uh give me just a second (coughs) let me clear my throat and get a drink remember if you are live uh try to answer some questions from the event um and stuff if you guys have those out there in the live chat be more than happy to Try to answer those once we get through the uh, the list of questions here from people. And again, for the people that ask these questions, thanks, man. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up from me uh, for your participation. Let me get a drink, and we shall continue. So, moving from Rossi to Heritage, and these are in no order, obviously. Um, we've got Brian again from Facebook. Says, uh, any plans to make any rifles? Talking about uh, Heritage, uh, other than the. Um, what am I thinking other than the rancher, uh, which the rancher is the, for those that don't know, is essentially the rough rider with a 16 inch barrel and a stock. Um, other than that, no, the answer is no. And again, it it goes back into, they already do that with Rossi. That's kind of what I got. Uh, Rossi's got the levers. Rossi's got the pump and the thing with heritage, what they like about the heritage side of things is all of that's based off the rough rider right whether you're talking the barkeep or the whatever uh or the rancher or whatever it might be all of that's based off of one it all looks the same a lot of interchangeability with parts which helps with the manufacturing process things like that so again three companies rossi taurus heritage being under one umbrella they're like meh we haven't really bothered to look into that. Um and then this is my question. Put Chris Facebook out there just because this could have easily have been YouTube or anything else. But this is a question I asked them because I've got the barkeep Uh they sent me one. Here it is dead for TNE. Then I had to go to this event. So I haven't done a lot other than the little YouTube hashtag shorts video on it. I have shot it uh quite a bit, but as far as content I haven't really uh, had a chance to do much with it. And one thing about that is it boggles my mind how they've got that little short revolver. And it doesn't have a bird's head grip. It's got the standard grip. Uh, so I asked them any plans to release a barkeep with a bird's head grip. Uh, and they just kind of smiled and said, maybe. Uh, but they did go back to say that there is a reason they offered the bird's head grip frame and grips and all of that uh, over on um, over on the Heritage, Heritage, Heritage site, the Heritage Store, whatever. Uh, and it's, it's a very easy swap over, uh, if you, if you want that. Um, and I've actually, before I ever made the show, I looked into that, uh, and, you know, priced fairly decent considering the price point that you could get a barkeeper or even if you wanted to do bird's head grips on a, uh, uh on your rough rider, right? Uh, so yeah, there is, there is that. And then James out there, my apologies, hopefully he doesn't get mad at me, but I left the last name. James says, uh, also ask Heritage that plans to bring back their 32 H&R. Question is no uh, on that. Uh, was a pretty hard no on that. Um, there was not enough, just absolutely not enough demand on it. That was, that was a simple answer uh, that I got. Which is a running theme, that you see, with a lot of companies. We'll get into that uh, down here, I think, a little later on. But, yeah. Now, William over on YouTube in the uh, Canic booth. Uh, I talked to those guys for quite a while, too. Pretty good relationship with uh, Canic Century. And and uh, William on YouTube asked, Is Canik ever going to sell upgrade parts for their T, uh, TP9 SFX? Iron-type replacements, competition spring kits, threaded barrels, and a compensator, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, you need to go over to the website and actually dig around uh, and or call them. Uh, that's what I would say first. Uh, that was the answer that, that that I was given. They're like, oh, uh, we have some stuff, right? Um, so, yeah, definitely do that. Um, failing that, and this was, this was my answer to this question, right? Not coming from them, obviously. But I've dealt for years with a company called Galloway Precision. Uh, look into that company as well. Uh, or I, I know for a fact they've got some stuff, but yeah, there is, uh, there's actually more stuff than you think if you really good to look and, and William, if you're out there, if you hear this, if you need help, uh, hit me up, email, uh, Clovertech at gmail.com, media at contact me to the site, social media, whatever. And, uh, I'll see if I can, can help you, uh, run some things down, but, Yeah, basically they said they kind of laughed and they were like, uh, you not been to the website and I'm like, uh, I don't know I I, and I don't poke around on these manufacturer websites as far as accessories and things myself So, so I get it. I get it. We're there to look at the good stuff, right? The whiz bangs and the wap doos and the And the uh, beetle fingers and the whatever else the good stuff, man um, so I'm going to save Glock for the last. I'm going to jump down to the bottom here to excess sites and Alaskan ballistics uh, just because there's quite a few questions for Glock. Uh, and I spent a lot of time talking to them too, but excess uh, sites, um, which by the way, let me, let me back up before I get to the Ballistics Ballistics questions. Cause I got an email today from excess sites. I did talk with them. I've been talking with them about getting a set of sites, a better set of sites, man. My Smith & Wesson 617 revolver is awesome. Um, so I hate to say a better set of sights, but I want something with a fiber optic, some kind of something on the on the front. And um, I talked with them at the show. I've talked with them actually before I went to the show about potentially getting something done with that. Uh, I talked with them at the show. Got an email this morning uh, and they're actually they're actively working on it because XS Sites doesn't show anything on their website for the Model Six Seventeen. However, however, the Six Seventeen, being a uh, Smith and Wesson revolver, uh, shares the same sight system with other stuff. The problem is the height on the sight and things like that. So uh, that may be some interesting stuff in the future as I try to fit or whatever uh, some XS sights onto a Six Seventeen. We'll see. But getting into uh, great people, by the way, uh, first time I think I had ever uh, talked with them uh, at that uh, that event. But uh Alaska Ballistics on YouTube, he says, when is S.A. Sites going to make a rail for the Henry? And so they said, yeah, they get that question a lot and that they looked into it a lot. Uh, and. One of the issues is they talked about some of the competition. There was some fairly stiff competition out there. Uh, And I don't mind talking about it. I'm not beholding the excess sights or anybody else. But Skinner's sights obviously is one of them. Um, But they were like, if they, the, the problem is the front sight on a Henry is on the same plane as the rear sight. So if you put a sight on the receiver, the receiver is taller than the barrel. Therefore, your front sight at that point is too low. That makes sense to anybody out there listening, right? Um, and so they said the problem that they're going to run into, and this is an issue with other companies that do this as well, is that you've got to replace the front sight. And then by that time that you try to mate it up and get it tall enough, you've got this big honking front sight, which I've got on on my Henry with the, uh, with the Skinner, uh, peep sight set up, Skinner Alaskan peep sight set up. And, um, and I don't mind it. It takes a little getting used to because yes, it is tall. It looks like a big, huge shark fin on the front of your rifle. I get it, but um, that's just what you got to do, right? But um, yeah, they said there were some issues with sight plane. How to how to make it easier to be able to get the correct front sight. A lot of measurements, a lot of other things that are that are going into that, but. Uh, yeah, as far as the question when, uh, they're they're looking into it. They're working toward it, is what they said. Um, and then we got Sky before we get to Glock here. Good Lord, we're coming up on a half hour quick. So with Sky, we've got roll call out there. Although uh, roll call, by the way, a heart roll call. But uh, we got roll call, uh, and he's one of these guys that asked these questions. And I wrote it down, and I asked it. I did ask it. But he asked on YouTube. He said, "Ask Sky why." Uh, their retailers are charging half a grand for that type of gun. Um, I did, and they said you need to find another retailer. That <laughs> they, they uh, they can't do anything about that. Uh, which I, I knew that's we. we had a laugh about it, right? Um, and I said, yeah, no joke. And they said, yeah, that's that's crazy. They said if you um if you have a, an issue where um you know, where dealers are charging that. I mean, get with their, you you see stuff like that. They don't mind you reporting it to them and they can kind of follow up and figure out, um, you know, maybe have a conversation with that dealer and say, Hey, what's going on? But ultimately, uh, if you've got somebody trying to gouge out there in the world, no matter what it might be on, uh, whether it's groceries or a used car or whatever, uh, find another place to, to purchase. Uh, end of the day is the is the answer. That's kind of what they said. So Peter over on YouTube was guy says whatever happened to the CPX three. They have shifted focus. They're they're really focused. And again, I need to caveat this. People may come in late live. I know if you're listening in replay this long, you heard the caveat at first. But yeah, these are unofficial off the record. <laughs> you know, I were talking with people with the company, but that d wasn't talking with CEOs, decision makers or people that uh, necessarily do all the intricacies to uh answer these on the record hard and fast, right? So just keep that in mind. That's why there's no video of them. That's why I don't have names of who I talk to, that sort of thing. Uh, just just general, generally answering these questions in general, right, according to, to what they know. But anyway, Peter with YouTube says whatever happened to the CPX3. And uh, the, the consensus I got there, or the, the idea I got, was that they were shifting more to the 9 millimeter market Uh, That was kind of their bread and butter. That's been a common theme of these questions is that these companies have their bread and butter and that's really where they focus. Uh, And that's where a lot of the criticism comes in with the industry and the industry, not innovating The industry tends to get comfortable and in what they do and they do it fairly well. And they just stick with that. Right. Um, The other thing is focus on the CPX four. So that's what's kind of what has happened there. And with that, we'll go to our final company because there were several questions of that, which was Glock. Um, and David with YouTube, he said, ask Glock uh, what's up with G44 not being approved for the California roster. Here is what's crazy. I asked them this, and I was under the impression when the G44 came out and it was only a 10-round capacity, I thought, well, they did that to get it on the California roster. Um, they can't get the G44 on the California roster. Glock can't get anything, um, any new model. They can get, uh, they said they can get a new variation of an old model on the roster, but the G44 being a completely new model, right? In other words, it's not like, it's not like they're coming out with a Gen, let's say the Gen 6 G19, right? Right. Well, there's things they can do to be able to get that on the roster, but the G forty four being completely new, they can't add that to their roster. And they said one of the big hangups that's going on with the California roster right now and them is the whole mi- this this micro stamping idea. Now, David obviously is from California. Some of you out there in the live chat are obviously listening to replay, may be from California. But if you know more about the roster, and I know Calaveras, the tactical pickle, does if he listens to this comment down below about the roster and, and how that works. But the consensus I got was it was some micro stamping stuff that had to do with the roster, which is absolutely just impossible to do. And if you can't do it, you can't get a new firearm on the roster. And then there's also some, I don't want to say loopholes, because they hit us over the head when we talk about, use that word uh, with new versions of old models that people are able to get in that gives the perception that things are being added to the roster. So hopefully that answers that question. Uh, Unknown user on Patreon says, can you ask Glock if they plan on putting out either a G20 or G31 in the Gen 5? So the answer I got to that was they're working on it. Much like a lot of the other answers. But they did elaborate a little more. They said when they roll out new Gens, um, they roll out new Gens in accordance with the most popular to the least popular models. Uh, Now, one thing they did tell me with that is that, but there has been some talk about potentially taking the G20 um, 10 millimeter being popular. Um, they were like nowadays, right? It's kind of got a, a following and they're like, yeah, the G20, the, the 10 millimeter has gotten a lot more popular in recent, in recent years. But typically um, if they go by popularity, which ones are the most popular sellers, they're going to release those in the new generations first. And then slowly work their way up. Um, Bridal Facebook says, where is the PCC? Um, they said, seriously? With that question. That's how often they get it. They were like, seriously? Um, so, yeah, no plans. Uh, it kind of goes back to what I said with Taurus, what I've said before about Glock, uh, their company line. What they're going to say is, you know, there's people within the company that want to see that happen. Um. But as the way that the company works, the way the manufacturing works, uh, and everything else, um, that just deviates so far away from, from what they're doing. Um, and let's be honest, I mean Glock sells like a lot of stuff, uh, and at some point, you pigeonhole yourself. That's a personal opinion. And so does Glock has Glock pigeonholed themselves into having to fulfill so many orders with Glock? handguns that they really can't take on what's required to do create something else potentially but uh yeah official answer there unoffic- the unoffic- The official, unofficial official answer i guess was uh what no no plans on that uh and then jordan from facebook final question today and again if you've got questions from the event i don't think i've seen any out there uh throw them out there we're definitely over the 30 minute mark my apologies for those that are hanging on live and what expecting it to go this long, or if you're in replay, but hopefully we'll get out of here soon. But last question, it, it was for Glock and it was again from Jordan over on Facebook said, are they uh, going to produce an MOS version of the regular Glock 43, which is basically the, the optics or whatever. And, uh, they said, no, they said, no, absolutely not. They said by the time that, uh, everything was said and done, the, um, by the time you took the mos version you put that on the glock 43 and then if you added the pinky extension you were basically the 43x and um they were like it doesn't make any sense for us to go with another model the 43 is popular but the 43 is not as popular from what they're telling me again. Glock is based a lot on popularity on what they sell so the previous question from user down there, right? Uh, and they said yeah, the the, the actual regular 43 um, not quite as popular as the, the other variants and even when people get to 43 they typically upgrade this or upgrade that to where it's more similar to the other variants anyway, so that it doesn't make a lot of sense to do The 43 in an MOS, so something that they're really not on their radar or looking into. Now, that said, a lot of these questions that I talked to them and asked, here's the interesting thing, even though they may have said, no, there's no, you know, we're not doing those. We have no plans. Here's where it's important to ask these questions, because that puts something in their mind, at least, right? Because maybe they haven't thought about it. And, And we had, like I said, all of these questions, we had at least some type of a short conversation about it uh may have only been a few sentences back and forth, but we had a short conversation about it. So, you know, when you guys ask questions and then I take them and ask these companies, even though it may be a discouraging answer to you, it's like, man, the company said, no, they're not going to do that. That sucks. It's like, well, at least we planted a seed. At least they know that there's some interest. At least they know that, you know, people out there are wondering about this. So I think there can be a benefit. That's one of the reasons that I say thank you to those that asked all of the questions for the uh, shooting sports event. So yeah, we're way over time, about six minutes over, which is fine. Um, we had to get through this list. Uh, I didn't, I didn't want to put out a video really standing, you know, standing in front of a camera talking about this because really who cares? Uh, you can listen to this while you eat your lunch in your car, whatever. And uh, kind of getting answers to a lot of these questions that, that everybody asks. So uh, thanks again to everybody that, that was hanging out there live there's several of you out there uh wes and woods and rebel and makojo and jacob and uh yeah all you guys live hey hey thanks for uh thanks for hanging out for everybody that's in a replay that went 37 38 minutes now just answering questions you can't say that it hadn't been a wild ride or it's been the same boring topic because some really good questions that uh, everybody sent so yeah look for the the video drops to continue from the 2021 shooting sports showcase look for um look for a a video on the venue itself the cmp talladega marksmanship park look for the podcast with walt anderson the podcast with diana muller and uh yeah that's it until the uh, next podcast we are gone peace out